we've got blood, we've got destroyers, so you know what that means. Welcome to another exciting episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show today, it is Sev. Welcome back, Sev. Thanks. Afternoon, Brian. I have uh, woken up from my nap to be here. I've cracked open an energy drink, and I fall for stable as fast as I can. <laughs> so this week, we are going with Bubba the Love Sponge, Bob Orton, Matt Menard, and Madison Ray, and it's called Sponge Bob Square Pants. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's pretty good, man. <laughs> Thanks. I had to come up with something real quick. It's the best I have. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Well, a special shout out to Hawkins Laser for the excellent intro theme of the podcast. Go check them out wherever you can find music and people, including YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll be disappointed. Please take a moment and do us a favor if you'd be so kind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you've chosen to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and a review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing, and if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continue to listen to the episodes as they upload each week works wonders as well. And of course... Special shout-out to current executive producers, Jexax and Zenku. Sev, I do want to uh, mention here, preface what we're doing, I guess, and apologize. I know I put in a quick audio snippet during the last episode that, by the time you're hearing this, will have uploaded. That episode did post several, well, I don't want to say several weeks, like a week and a half later than it should have. I did still want to put the episode up, though, since we recorded it. But it was basically old news by the time you guys heard it, if you even listened to it at all. And if you didn't, I don't blame you. I had a pretty rough, man, I guess two weeks now, week and a half or so, that um, that I've been dealing with. Slipped off on the old mental state again. Been dealing with some other health issues that I'm trying to get situated here. And I'm not feeling too great today, so... What we've decided to do, and Sev, you brought this to my attention just because the episode hadn't posted yet, but this Saturday is still full gear. And we initially talked about skipping this week, but decided to, because of the pay-per-view coming up, at least do some predictions. So we have a much shorter episode today, and we will not be doing the usual running down of Elevation and Dark and then moving into Dynamite and Rampage. All we're going to do is focus on the confirmed card for the Saturday's Full Gear and the matches that we assume are going to take place at that pay-per-view. And in all, we have, what, 13 matches, I think, on our on our list? Yes. Which seems to be about right, so... Um, does it, do you, who wants to, uh, so we'll just go in the order that I sent you for the, for the card, but who wants to actually make the first prediction? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a spanner into the work straight away because I've got an additional match that I think we might get. Okay. It might be a pre-show match. Okay. Um, and I will, uh, yeah, I have watched Dynamite and Rampage this week, but I, I got up in the middle of the night to watch Dynamite, so I didn't take notes, and then I watched Rampage um, th- through the sides. So I didn't really pay attention to it, but I think due to the ending of Rampage, I think we might get Best Friends versus The Factory as like a pre-show uh, zero-hour match, because Orange Cassidy's not on the card yet, is he? No, he's not. So you're thinking like a trios match or something for zero-hour? I think we might get all four, to be fair. Like, Best Friends, oh, Orange plus Cassidy, Dan Housen. Okay, okay. The Factory. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll put that on my list. 
I'll put that on my list. I think then I'll, I'll take the first prediction for that one, to be fair, if that's cool. Okay, so let's go ahead and kick this off. We'll move into our Full Gear 2022 predictions. And again, it's taking place this uh, Saturday on November 19th. November 18th, the live Rampage is being coined as basically like... Uh, like a secondary night, I guess, right, for, for Full Gear. Um, they are putting some bigger matches on that rampage, such as Eddie Kingston and Ortiz taking on Jun Akiyama and the returning Kanosuke Takeshita, which is pretty damn cool. So cool. I'm very excited about that. Should be a hell of a match. You and I were just talking recently that we thought he would be returning. So I even made a prediction that he would be Orange Cassidy's dream opponent when he defended the All Atlantic title. What yeah, two yeah. weeks ago or something? On uh, or no, last week. I guess the one that we talked about, or did we talk about it? I don't even remember. See, that's what happens. I have no idea. But anyway, yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two weeks ago. But anyway, I imagine there will be some other bigger matches on that rampage. And truth be told, some of the matches that we assume will happen at the pay-per-view may end up taking place on that rampage. There's like one, maybe two that I could see actually taking place on that rampage instead of the pay-per-view if they decide to go that route. Yeah, there's definitely one I eye up already that I'd put on rampage rather than put on the pay-per-view. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like I said, there's I'm looking at it and there's probably two that I think could potentially be Friday and Instead of Saturday, but all in all, we'll make the predictions that we have. So with the addition of yours, we have 14 total. So let's go ahead and jump straight into our full gear 2022 predictions. That's all we're doing on the show today. So we're looking to get out of here in roughly 30 to 45 minutes. And we'll start off with that match you just added. A potential eight man tag between best friends taking on the factory. Who do you got? Oh, I think it'd be obvious that we have to take our best friends. It's Orange Cassidy and Dan Heisen in it. They want uh, want a little hype to get the show started, and the factory don't really win. So I think it'd be easy to say best friends. The best friends take it. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would go best friends here as well. Um, I I do think that it could be. Well, if it's an eight man tag, it probably won't be relatively short. But I don't know how exciting it'll be either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. I would take best friends as well. That would be where I would go. And then next up, we have a match that we are assuming it's going to happen based on some stuff that took place this past week on AEW programming. I think it was on uh, Rampage, actually, where we got a tease of this. A potential FTW title match with Hook defending against Lee Moriarty. And I feel like this probably will be on the pay-per-view because it's Hook and they want Hook to be somewhere, whether it's on the buy-in or whether it's on the main show. But I could also see this being kicked to Friday as well. This is one of the two that I could see maybe taking place on Rampage instead of the pay-per-view. Wherever it takes place, though, I would take Hook to retain. Yeah, to be fair, I'm not, I'm not too bothered where it happens. It's not got that much of build behind it. Um, so yeah, I'd be happy for it on the buy-in or on Friday or on the pay-per-view itself. I just hope, I just hope it's not a a squash match because like you know Tiger Style can actually go. So. Oh yeah, I hope it's actually a decent match. Like like we've been talking about previously, Hook does deserve some longer, better matches than just squash matches. But yeah. All that being said, it's got to be my boy Hook. Okay. All right. We no are both going with Hook there. Fair enough. And since we're talking about him, even though this isn't a usual episode, still want to do the other. <laughs> Silly stuff. So let's jump into a little hook of the week. 
And Sev, last week you went with uh, a YouTube channel by the name of Hook Stories something something something, right? Stories to, to share. Yeah, stories that deserve to be shared. Stories or to cry yeah. to or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, this week, Not the honor falls yeah. back to me. <laughs> And uh, I came up with a quick one, pretty fast. And our hook of the week this week is actually a brand. And when you and I sat down to talk, I was telling you how I lost a piece of my my vape kit when I went to a concert last night. I went and saw Wasp, an 80s hair band, uh, WASP, up in Cleveland at the Agora. Place was fucking packed, dude. Like, wall-to-wall people. I was so impressed that this band that doesn't really tour in the U.S. much drew a, a sold-out packed show, and they have been this entire leg of their of their U.S. tour. It's been really nice to see. They still put on a hell of a show for them being in their late 60s. Like, it's really damn impressive, and they sound just as good as they did back in the 80s. Blackie Lawless, the, the vocalist, still can really go. Um, but it got me thinking about vapes and I know I've done hookah before as my hook of the week, but this episode, the hook of the week is actually hooked H O O K apostrophe D. It is a disposable vape device that I have not yet used, but I'm looking at them and they are pretty cool looking. I like their logo. It's got some pretty cool text on the actual vape on the disposables, uh, comes in, a couple different flavors it looks like actually quite a few flavors they have the hooked classic and the hooked plus the uh the hooked plus comes in strawberry kiwi ice banana ice orange mango ice mint ice grape ice watermelon i'm not gonna say ice every time they all have ice on them grape watermelon blue raspberry strawberry strawberry milk and melon ice uh supposedly these are the longest lasting disposable vapes on the market how true that is i don't know could just be a tagline but before i actually got this uh vape mod kit that i just you know put my own juice in when it runs out and change the coils from time to time and everything i used to get disposable vapes and i think if i would have saw hooked in an actual vape shop or a store i probably would have tried this it looks cool the flavors sound good that's your hook of the week hooked a disposable vape thing <laughs> yeah nice it does like they the hook plus one does four thousand puff. Um, oh, you're looking at it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well above average. I think like fifteen hundred is the big one. So you get over here, um, or banana ice. They're cool looking good. though. I like. Yeah, them. I mean, yeah, they're, I they're, like the... they're discreet. They they're not super big. Um, colors are nice. I like the actual colors they have. I wonder if the so I looked at the plus. I wonder if classic has different flavors. No, nope, same flavors. So I think I would like to try the uh, strawberry milk. Might be interesting. Yeah, I've got a strawberry milkshake. When I quite like my uh, my my vapes. I do I do smoke as well. Do you do, do you do just the disposables or do you actually do like a? Yeah, yeah. Cause you can come across a couple of websites when they do sales. You can pick them like cups. So I normally buy like 10 or 15 of them and then just chuck them in my drawer and then whenever I want fancy one I'll get one out nice. like um yeah I like coffee coffee hazelnut and stuff like stuff like that okay okay yeah. so you got your own like vape shop in your uh dresser drawer over there <laughs> I have I want to puff on a different flavor yeah you want to uh, the drawer puff on some uh I don't know I was gonna go somewhere probably inappropriate but Brian that's okay <laughs> <laughs> That's your hook of the week this week. Hooked, a disposable vape device. <sighs> Moving on. In our Full Gear 2022 predictions, we have a steel cage match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Who are you going with? 
So I want to go. I want to go Jungle Boy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, res- I respect that decision because I also penciled in Jungle Boy as my pick for this match. I don't know. It is quite a difficult one to pull, to be honest. I don't. Know. I don't think this feud's going to end in this match. I kind of hope it does. I mean, this has been going on now for several months. I mean, I feel like there has to be a blow off eventually. This could be it. I know it's not a tar pit match, which you've been pushing for. It is a steel cage match, though, which I mean, I guess could they consider that a tar pit, right? Tar pits are kind of like jails, which is like a steel cage, because once you get in a tar pit, you're stuck. Can't get out. Yeah, to be fair. um, Yeah, I I, I just don't know whether how Christian Cage is going to get involved, because obviously it'll be inside the cage, won't it? Um, And I'm not Because because his last name is Cage and it's a steel cage match? You think he's got to get involved? involved. He'll be on the outside at least when he's trying to not not Jungle Boy down. I just uh, I don't know. A little part of me wants to say that Christian Cage gets in the cage and then Luchasaurus turns on Christian Cage and it's a double, double, double turn. Um, <laughs> but I don't think TK is that smart to book something like that. Um, and I hope it doesn't happen anyway because that's too many turns for Luchasaurus in such a short time span. We got to start calling the big show at that point. It is, yeah, yeah. It's some um, dumb set booking. But yeah, let's go with Jungle Boy. That makes the most sense. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Jungle Boy as well. I think this is probably his time to shine here. He's lost every other match in this feud so far right like he hasn't actually walked away I think with any of the victories yet when he was against Luchasaurus before and when he was with Christian Cage so I mean he's yes, gotta correct. he's gotta get a victory here eventually and this is probably the place it's gonna happen so sounds good next up we have a tag team match between Darby Allen and Sting taking on Jay Lethal and the in-ring debut of Jeff Jarrett. And I actually think this match, man, I don't want to say it. I know I have it pretty low here in the list, but I have a feeling this match could go on near the end of the pay-per-view just because it's Sting, just because it's Jeff Jarrett and Darby Allen, right? I mean, they tend to a lot of times put, you think of some of the other pay-per-views and the cool-down matches between the third to last match and the main event. We've mm-hmm. had some of these Darby Allen multi-man matches before in that spot. So I think this actually could fall somewhere in the later half of the pay-per-view. However, I am going Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to get the victory here. I think you're spot on there, Brian. I am absolutely going with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett here. I think Darby takes a uh, Darby, Darby takes a guitar to the head for slap nuts. Um, there's no point bringing Jarrett in and then making him lose his first match, to be honest, even if it is against Sting. Uh, maybe this will sow some dissension between Sting and Darby Allen. I'm guessing we're going to get a feud between Sting and Darby Allen before this is all over. You would think. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully Jarrett and, uh, Jarrett and Leaf will pick up the win here. Yeah, I think this could be a... A fun match, right? I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a spectacular match by any means unless Jay Lethal and Darby Allen are taking the brunt of the work, and then it could be relatively entertaining. But we do know Sting can still go at his age. We've seen him do some pretty fucking crazy shit in AEW since debuting. Jeff Jarrett still looks great. He's still in great shape. Uh, in the Ric Flair retirement match, he did the best he could against Ric Flair, right, who looked yeah, like yeah. he was dying throughout the match. So, uh, was it actually... Was that Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in that match? Was it Andrade with Ric Flair? No. Andr- Andrade was with Rick, but was it Jay and Jeff? Was it Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett against... It might be, to be fair. You have to look it up, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to take a quick peek because I wonder if we should have seen this coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, I have a feeling it was. It was Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Okay. We should have seen this coming. We should have seen Jeff Jarrett potentially showing up when we were talking about who they were going to bring in because of what happened between Ric Flair's retirement match and them being on a team together. But they did have Karen Jarrett with them, so I wonder if we will see the debut of Karen Jarrett at the uh, at the pay-per-view. It would be a newsworthy pay-per-view, yeah. Karen Jarrett showed up. Well, it would be better than the newsworthy dynamite that Tony Khan said we were going to have this past Wednesday, and all they did was basically tease that AEW is coming to the UK. I don't know that that's newsworthy. I mean, it is, but I think it would have been more newsworthy if the announcement would have actually happened. All they said was, hey, we'll have more details next week, right? Coming to the UK in 2023. That's not that's not a like a big announcement. It should have been saved until they were ready to just announce it, like date, arena, all that kind of stuff. When tickets yeah, go on sale, so Sev can buy his front row seats. Should have been announced at the pay per view. To be fair, should have been a nice little uh, extra thing at the pay per view. Be nice if it was a pay per view coming to the UK. I hope so. And then you can stay up really. No, you'd have to be in the middle of the day for you. Wouldn't It'd be it? in the middle of the day for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're both taking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Sounds good. Moving on, we have women's action as Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, takes on Soraya. Who are you going with? It pains me to say it's going to be Soraya, isn't it? It absolutely is going to be Soraya. There is no way she loses this match, man. Not after this build, not after, you know, not having a match in the last however many years it's been, five, six years or whatever since she had her last match. Maybe not quite that long, but I don't remember exactly. You know, that promo that Soraya and Britt had this past Wednesday night on Dynamite, it was it was actually pretty good. Very emotional from Soraya, I think, right? And in, in kind of how she delivered that promo. Um, it, it definitely was a solid build to this match, and they've actually been building up to this match pretty well, I think, over the last month and a half since Soraya kind of debuted in AEW. I'm looking forward to this match, and I think I'm most looking forward to seeing how Soraya is in the ring after all of this time. Uh, yeah, I wasn't too keen on the promo, to be fair. Uh, I've seen some people say like she never actually wrestled in the Thunder in the Thunderdome in the, the Tokyo, Tokyo Dome. Dome. Yeah, no, she yeah. hasn't. She actually did. Uh, she made a correction on. On that after the fact I think on Twitter that she got the dome confused with another dome in Japan that she has wrestled in it's just not the Tokyo Dome fair fair and then she said she says she goes I got hit by a car and I still wrestled the same night well if you got hit by a car and you were still able to wrestle then you barely got hit by a car if you got hit by a car properly you wouldn't have been wrestling if you got hit by a car properly if Rikishi yeah, yeah. was driving you wouldn't have been wrestling yeah like I've, I've I've been hit by a car before um but it wasn't bad enough to put me out I kind of got up and walked off um so I could have wrestled that same night. Do you know what I mean? There would have been no, no, ifs and no, no big deal really. Um, you could have wrestled then, if you knew how to wrestle. Yeah, I, I did a little bit of wrestling training, but yeah, <laughs> if I knew how to wrestle properly. Um, and then the other thing she says that she was the revolution everywhere, but she wasn't. She was the anti-diva. Um, she was the uh, the pale-skinned, black-haired anti-diva. She wasn't the women's revolution. Um, but yeah, she's she's not good on the mic. Um, I'm not expecting much from this match. To be fair. Fair enough. All right. Hopefully you're proving wrong hopefully it's an amazing match it could be eat my hat you will eat your hat just like the guy that had a sign that said he would eat his hat if 
Mercedes or uh, the Elite appeared on Dynamite because they were in Boston, and neither of those two things happened. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, that, that it's like this little internet thing heard of um, Emilio. Emilio? Yeah, it was like this internet thing happened, and basically some guy kicking off. I don't know where he was. He went. He said, "If Sting, if Sting ever comes to WWE, I'll suck everyone's dick." Uh, and then he eventually did. So there's a big thing of like, um, yeah, people just call out Emilio. It's quite funny. Did he end up sucking everyone's dick? No, he didn't fuck. I didn't get mine. So. <laughs> so you have to get on the waiting list. I think he's behind. I need to get on the list. <laughs> oh, all right. Next up, we have another match that we are assuming is going to take place. This is the other that I feel like could be on Friday night instead of Saturday if they decide to do it there, which I kind of hope they don't. I think FTR deserves to have a pay-per-view match, even if it is this one. I'm assuming it's going to be for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles, FTR taking on the guns. And if this match happens, there is no reason to believe FTR would lose. I would take FTR to win. Yeah, I'm not going for any shock and surprise here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was on Friday night. Uh, but yeah, you'd have to go for the FTR. I am no, getting more behind the guns, I think. Yeah. I, I I don't know why, but I feel like I just feel like they're growing quite a bit. Maybe this feud is is propelling them in that direction. I don't quite know, but um, they have a good look. I think they're you know their actual look itself, like the way that they dress, the way that they conduct themselves. It's very uh, it, it's very Billy Gunn, right? And when he was younger, and kind of like mixed with Shawn Michaels, as we've stated before, in, in some of the way that their gear looks and their entrance attire. But um, I just think they're a pretty solid tag team. And I think with, with some more time, they actually they might be higher up the card. I mean, the firm yeah. stuff could absolutely help them. Yeah, I mean, definitely working, working with FTR is, is going to bring them on leaps and bounds, isn't it? Um, previously, they've only really been working with uh, other tag teams who haven't been that high especially if you wrestle on dark all the time you're only against jobbers aren't you so for the most they're, part, gonna yeah. learn a lot. they're gonna learn a lot from ftr but ftr for the win yep we gotta go ftr here to retain if it is for the tag titles and if it does actually happen but sounds good all right Moving on, we have the TBS title on the line as Jade Cargill defends against Nyla Rose. Who would you take here? I want to take Nyla Rose here, just to uh, shake it up a little. But I'm pretty sure we spoke about ages ago. Wasn't there like some feud where someone else stole a belt? And I made a comment of like in like a logical storyline story ways, like good versus evil. Like no one ever steals the belt and then gets to keep it afterwards. Correct. So I feel like, um, yeah, it's going to be Jade Cargill. So you're officially going with Jade? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I am as well. I don't think Jade actually loses here, loses the streak. I don't think it's, you know, Nyla Rose wouldn't be a bad person, I guess, to end the streak, but I think it would be anticlimactic at this point, just because hasn't Jade and Nyla gone against each other in the past and Jade won? So, like, when somebody defeats the streak, I feel like it should be somebody that Jade hasn't wrestled before that just kind of caught her off guard. Yeah, someone someone needs to get the rub from her, don't they, for right. for in that streak, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, Mercedes. I'm just kidding. She's never coming. She's probably going back to WWE at this point. But um, I do think the TBS title will remain with Jade. I think this could be relatively entertaining, maybe not so much in the in-ring action, but just everything surrounding this match. Obviously, the two TBS titles kind of going around right now. Nyla parading around with hers, doing the open challenge this past Friday night on Rampage. I, I, I do think this could have some entertainment value to it, but I don't know if it'll be like a spectacular match, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair enough. Moving 
on to the TNT title, and we're assuming this is going to be the match. It could be a a combination of this. It could be just a singles match, but it also could be a triple threat based on what happened this past week on AEW. But we're going to say for the TNT title, Wardlow defending against Powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe in a triple threat match. And if this were to take place, I would honestly like to see Powerhouse Hobbs win. I think that would be really cool and and maybe help get Wardlow back on track. But at the same time, this is a match that I've been wanting for Wardlow, right? We've been talking how we would like to see him against like bigger guys, more powerhouse guys. And that's exactly what we're getting here. If this is a triple threat, obviously Hobbs and Joe are both bigger, more intimidating opponents than Wardlow has been running through like Ari Davari. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with Wardlow. I'm going to say Wardlow retains. Okay. But I think this is the first one we differ on because um, I rip Powerhouse Hobbs down. Okay. Um, so I'm going with Powerhouse Hobbs. But I, yeah, I think if Wardlow might be, um, he's just treading water at the moment. Um, so we need, I think we just need to freshen it up a little bit. And I think maybe giving it to Powerhouse Hobbs and whether that's Powerhouse Hobbs sneaks the victory or Joe Cost Wardlow something the joe cost wardlow the match um but yeah i think let's shake it up a little bit let's uh let's give it to powerhouse Hobbs. okay maybe it's a singles match and joe still causes wardlow to lose you know what i mean somehow some way maybe it is just wardlow and hobbs but joe still gets involved maybe he's actually not part of the match which could be as well we don't quite know yeah we don't know i would i would personally like it to be a triple threat to be fair yeah, me make too. it much more interesting me too obviously and it gets joe on the card in an actual match and you know just puts more star power behind your entire lineup so yeah, yeah. fuck it put the um uh the roh tv title on as well two titles oh, yeah. so title title. Title with all of it yeah, yeah. they could powerhouse steals for all of them they probably won't do that but they could no. maybe who knows maybe if wardlow gets pinned you win the tnt title if joe gets pinned you win the roh tv title what happens if you pin if you pin powerhouse you get his dungarees yeah or his big fur coat you get his fur coat yeah mate yeah. Pin, war- pin powerhouse pin powerhouse <laughs> 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 i wouldn't care whether i see joe or wardlow walking around in that big fur coat to be fair all right, let's move on to the Ring of Honor world title, a fatal four-way with Chris Jericho defending against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. Who are you taking here? Brian Danielson, me too. I think it I might be time Danielson. Danielson. It might be time he gets a win and he gets a big win. Um, I know Jericho's got star power, but so has Danielson. To be fair. Um, oh yeah, either either one of them. I think as Tony Khan tries to get Warner Media to sign off and agree to some sort of weekly Ring of Honor TV deal, Jericho or Danielson are both top names. No reason to think that you know people would be opposed to having Danielson represent Ring of Honor instead of Jericho. Plus, it builds on the storyline. Like, they've been doing this for several months now. This clearly wouldn't be the end, but I think it would definitely shake things up and make things interesting. And like we keep saying, man, Danielson's got to fucking win eventually. Got to get some victory. Obviously, you know, he he didn't lose the two out of three falls match against Sammy this past week, but um, he needs to win a title. He needs to win a big one, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. I think it's right time. Hope so. I hope, I hope this uh, also spells the dissension of the Blackpool Combat Club as well. I'm going to say it it could it could who knows it could also sow some dissension within the jericho appreciation society as well and then they can disband and the jas can go to what you said uh on wednesday the the jarrett appreciation society yes yeah jas v jas winner gets the jas initials and a slap your nuts match yeah (laughs) a slap nuts match exactly (laughs) 
All right. Well, let's jump to our women's world title match as Tony Storm defends against Jamie Hayter. And it should be no surprise that I am looking forward to this match. I've been hoping for the past several weeks and even months now that Jamie Hayter would eventually get her time to shine as... an actual threat to the title and I'm glad that she's actually getting that opportunity here even though it still is considered the interim women's title right and I did see a story that Thunder Rosa was saying she'll be back relatively soon so there's obviously going to be some uh, storyline there with them unifying the titles and, and part of me because of that feels like Tony Storm is probably going to win just because they're going to want to have it be Tony and Thunder when, when Thunder Rosa does come back in the actual unification match however I'm going with Jamie Hayter to win the title yeah screw that Brian let's not have Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa you know it's going to happen unifies- nah it doesn't doesn't need to happen I'll go with Jamie Hayter. What I don't want is to come out of this match screaming that TK should have called an audible and put the title on Hayter. Hayter's hot. Put the title on Hayter now um, before you ruin her momentum. You know that'll probably end up what we saying, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't want to be saying it. Like, if she comes out in a crowd of white hot for her, then, like, the writing's on the wall. You should have, should, you should be booking here to win here. Hope so, man. It is her time. I feel like it's her time. And I feel like that could definitely add some excitement to the dynamic, as we mentioned before, between her and Britt Baker as well. So it could be really, really, really entertaining if done right. So we'll see what happens. Next up, we have the World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals between either Ethan Page or Bandito taking on either Brian Cage, Lance Archer, or Ricky Starks. So first off, tell me who you think is going to be in the match, and then who do you think is going to win? So I think it's going to be Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Ethan Page obviously being booked strong. He's had a couple of promos and backstage things so definitely focusing on him. And then I think one of the telling signs was that there was meant to be Lance Archer versus Ricky Starks on Rampage this week. But Lance Archer took Ricky Starks out and now it's being moved to Wednesday, I Wednesday. believe. Yeah. So we're building this really David and Goliath look at this mountain that Starks has got to climb. He's got to go through, after being battered by Archer backstage, he's now got to go through Archer, Brian Cage, and then Ethan Page in the space of one week to get himself a title shot. And it'd be like, that's that's Starks becoming absolute. Now, I don't think Starks will win when he goes to face whoever's got the title. But um, yeah, it'll definitely build him up to be in the main event picture. So you're taking Ricky Starks to win? Yes. Okay. So you're taking Ricky Starks to defeat Ethan Page at the pay-per-view. All right, all right, all right. Just making sure I get it correct here because I'm actually taking notes on who took who. Um, I also feel like Ethan Page will defeat Bandito, though I will say I am very excited that Bandito was able to get the victory over Roosh this past Friday night in what I thought was actually a damn good match. Like very entertaining bandito's incredible yeah yeah and i almost called this correctly the other week um when i said 10 would come out and cost roosh the match oh yeah it it was john silver yeah but it was was a member of that yeah yeah so that might be a a zero hour match we get either on on friday or saturday as well silver versus roosh just to bulk out the match numbers somewhere oh yeah true and if that were to happen i probably would take roosh to win yeah yeah i think we go roosh there as well yeah So I'm taking Ethan Page over Bandito. I'm taking Ricky Starks over Lance Archer. And then, which means on Friday night, 
we will have Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a match because we'll still need to get the other person for the finals. Obviously, yeah. Ricky Starks wins there. I also agree with you that it's Ethan Page and Ricky Starks at the pay-per-view in uh, the okay. finals. And I actually am going to go with Ethan Page instead of Ricky Starks. Fair. So I did think when they first announced this title, this uh, tournament, that Ethan Page was like a shoe in to win it. But yeah, I'm swaying onto Ricky Starks now. Okay. Uh, to, be, to, be for, to be fair, for a second, I thought you were going to put Brian Cage in. Uh, Brian Cage versus Ethan Page. Hey, no. Brian Cage is a big star. He's <laughs> fucking not a big star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our last match that we are assuming is going to take place just because of all the vignettes that have been happening. Um, we are going to say for the trios titles, Death Triangle defends against the Elite. If this happens, who are you going with? Wait, did I ask you who you were going with last time? I did, so it's me. I'm supposed to go first on this one, I think, right? Yeah, because I had you take Starks first. Okay, if this happens... I feel like the Elite are going to win. I feel like they get the trio's titles back off of Death Triangle, which will eventually, if not that night, lead to the split of Death Triangle since Pac is trying to get them more heel in nature, right? Trying to open up Penta and Phoenix to use the ring hammer in order to secure their victories. What was Pac was telling Penta, if he would have used the hammer, he'd be the world champ. If Phoenix would have used the hammer, he'd be the All-Atlantic champ. He's definitely trying to, you know, turn them into his more heelish ways. They may. I could, they they may turn heel, but I don't know. But I think it could spell the end of Death Triangle, at least for now. But I do think if the Elite return here, it would be a shame if they weren't able to recapture the trio's titles since they initially won them at the uh, previous pay-per-view at All Out and then had to give them up over some, some bullshit stuff. So I would take the Elite here. It is very much interim trios champions, isn't it? Um, if if we do get Death Triangle versus the Elite, I'm gonna I will go with the Elite. I was kind of thinking that maybe we get um, House of Black back this week, and we get House of Black instead of the Elite, and then the Elite return at the pay per view. Um, but I don't know if you kind of if they want an Elite match on the pay per view card, or they just want the Elite to be back at the pay per view. Okay, because I did see like what was that vignette that they just played this week? It was like what happens when the clock strikes midnight or something. So I wonder if they have them come yeah, out yeah. after midnight on the east coast and like oh here come the elite now it's after midnight clock struck 12 yeah it could be a case of um death triangle versus house of black and then house of black win and then the elite come out and then we start our new food with the elite versus house of black sort of thing so there was a speaking of the house of black there was a new um video package with you know julia hart and the the resurrection i guess of all three of them brody king buddy matthews and um malachi black i still think instead of them being in a match at the pay-per-view we have like an actual resurrection segment okay, with yeah, the yeah, house yeah. of black i still think that probably happens like they will be on the pay-per-view yeah. if, probably not in a match i would be okay if it was a match as long as they didn't lose god damn it if they fucking lose that would be a tragedy and they should just not put them in a match at that point they should just do a resurrection resurrection angle don't bring them back after we've complained so often that they don't that they never win that malachi stepped away buddy matthews stepped away and then you bring them back and then they instantly lose again that would be so defeating yeah i kind of i want them back and i want titles on them whether that's like tnt title for malachi or dual atlantic for malachi or the trios for all three of them like we need to put some gold on the house of black to be fair so or the tbs title on on julia she'll be the one to dethrone jade cargill Mark it down, mate. Mark it down. If that's what happens, you can say you called it. <laughs> Probably won't happen, though. 
And all right, we got two matches left, I guess. Let's go to the just, tag just team. For, just before we get to that, um, we, we get to the next two sets of matches. I've got a question for you. It's probably in bad taste, to be fair. But Death Triangle do have a match on, is it Friday night? Do they? They may. Yeah, with, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a Death Triangle in a trios championship match versus uh, Top Flight with Darius. Oh, and, and AR Fox. And AR Fox. Yeah. So my question to you, Brian, is how long does uh, Darius Martin last? Before he gets before injured he again? Off with- <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope that he does not get injured again. But if we go by history, I would say three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Fair, fair. Yeah, that's not bad. Did he get, last time he came back, did he wrestle like two matches and then was back out again? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping, like, I don't want anyone to get injured. To be no, fair, of course but... not. Yeah, I think if he gets injured again, that's it. I think he's uh, probably done for. And you would think would like that should be a, some sort of then. sign, right? Like, damn, I just can't stay healthy. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, three weeks it is. We'll return in three weeks and see if he's still on the roster. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see if he's still active. Take a peek and see if he's still out there <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, like I said, we got two matches left. Let's jump to our tag team title match as the acclaimed defends against Swerve in our glory. Who are you going with? It's going to have to be the acclaimed. I agree. I think the acclaimed retain here, and I do think this will be the split of Swerve in our glory. They were already teasing it this past week in that eight-man tag match. Uh, Keith Lee was not, at least you could tell, he was acting as if he wasn't super excited to be on the heel team, right? Like he didn't want to be partaking in some of the stuff that the guns were doing and that Swerve was doing. Like he didn't, he didn't want to be involved, even hanging on the outside of the ring some and not, you know, being available for tags. Okay. Fair, fair. So this was the first match on the show, wasn't it? It was. was It opened up Dynamite, yeah. I was like seven minutes late to jumping onto Dynamite. um, So I missed part of it. But yeah, yeah. I did say the previous week, I didn't think he'd want to be in a heel team who was very like, I place there already um the acclaimed i've got they got like a hand for a hand music video dropping next week on dynamite they did yeah this week on dynamite there'll be a new music video i don't know uh you know what exactly it'll be about obviously something with uh swerve breaking the fingers of of billy which granted did enable them to debut the scissor foam fingers which will probably sell like fucking crazy Mm -hmm. that's a smart idea it's a smart idea you don't see foam fingers that often anymore no you don't bring them back bring back the foam fingers i imagine everybody at the pay-per-view will have scissor foam fingers like you were going to see a massive amount of them this weekend yeah yeah hopefully hopefully they do something nice like put one under every seat um, like they did with the shark hats yes For Shark Week. Yeah, and, and, the punk, and the punk ice cream yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh-huh. Very true. Very true. All right, so we both take the acclaim to retain, which takes us to our final match of the pay-per-view for the AEW world title, John Moxley defending against MJF in a highly anticipated match. I, I think this is probably one of my most anticipated matches on the pay-per-view. I assume Mox will bleed and bleed. I am, I imagine MJF might actually bleed as well, in all honesty. This could be a, a very brutal, hard-hitting match. I am hoping and praying and taking MJF to get the victory of the title here. Yeah, I think it's very much at MJF's. Um, MJF's one to win this one. Uh, Moxley, Moxley needs holiday now. Give him, give him some time off. I don't need to see Moxley anymore. Not for a while. Um, MJF needs to take it. I do expect a fair amount of shenanigans. I expect uh, Stokely might get involved. WC Morrissey might get involved. It might be an uphill battle for MJF, but eventually he will take that crown. I hope so, man. He deserves it after everything that's happened. I think it would 
bring some new life and new energy into AEW right now. Obviously open up the door for new feuds as we talked about previously. MJF and Ethan Page or MJF and Ricky Starks would be a hell of a match. And I I don't know, man. It could just be exciting to have something completely different and completely new. So I do hope MJF gets the victory here. And if he does, that that place is going to just go fucking bananas, man. Near his hometown anyway. It's near his hometown, yeah. It's in, what is it? It's like in New Jersey or something like that, I think. Which is just basically across the river from New York and from Long Island so it's Long very Island. close to his home area so you know he's going to have a lot of support there even though he would have anyway regardless of what city it was he was going to have a ton of support um, Yeah, could be a really good match I'm looking forward to it and in all honesty it could be a good pay-per-view hopefully we get a debut I would love to see you know we usually get a big surprise debut at each pay-per-view I, I would still like to see that you know whether it is Mercedes probably not or whether it is I, I don't know who else it could be at this point Karen Jarrett yeah big debut right um i don't know who else it could be i don't know how many free agents are still left on the market i do know you know nwa recently lost nick aldis and that guy but i don't think he shows up there um i just would like a big name to appear yeah aldis would be a pretty good get to be fair but it's a bit quick isn't it like this uh fallout with nwa only happened like a week is it yeah well, this would be a fantastic hit man he's a fantastic wrestler mm-hmm. or magnus yeah yeah, yeah well i mean bring mickey james with him as well wouldn't he? oh yeah and they can put him with uh jeff jarrett and jay lethal and the impact stable they could they could <laughs> the impact is all elite <laughs> Oh, but that's our predictions for this coming up Saturday night's Full Gear pay-per-view. Let us know what you think is going to happen. If you choose to, you can reach out to us through social media or through email. You can jump on our Discord server. Let us know. And we will be chatting live during this pay-per-view in our Discord server. So if you're not in there yet and you're listening to this, jump in. Partake in the conversation with us. During these pay-per-views, it's usually pretty exciting. Myself, Sev, uh, sometimes Jeff, sometimes Sean. Sometimes Frank. Who else do we get in there sometimes? Mando, sometimes. Really? Yeah, we usually have uh, several Mando. people Matt, chatting. Matt might be in there it's Matt a Saturday. might be. Yeah, it is a Saturday, so maybe. Um, if you're listening and you want to, you know, chat about the pay-per-view while it's happening, jump in our Discord server. We have a channel that uh, we use, Wrestling MMA Boxing. We talk about all the pay-per-views and all the uh, weekly events in there. So if you're not in there yet, jump on in. Chat with us this weekend. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. I, I talk more shit in there than I do on here. So, yeah, yeah. I'm you do. Look. You absolutely do. <laughs> constant. <laughs> A constant barrage of shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, fast and loose episode. We're not really running anything else down. We just wanted to do our full gear predictions. So, before we get on out of here, since we did Hook of the Week earlier, we are still doing the usual segments. I do want to still do the burial ground. So, hit the gong real quick. And it's my turn to do the burial ground. Last week, Sev, you sent Madison Rain down and brought Sky Blue up. And this week, going down in the burial ground, I'm sending down Ari Davari. Have we sent him down before? Yeah, yeah, he's died double down. Is he is he double down now? If you put him down now, he will be double down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, when did what episode did we send him down? Uh, the last time I got to pick that wasn't last week, to like three weeks ago. Oh, was it really that that quick? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm doing it anyway. I'm sending him down again because he got the fastest squashed. fallen star on the roster. <laughs> squashed by Wardlow. And I feel like the Trustbusters are just an absolute fucking joke now. Like, where's mm-hmm. Parker? Why isn't he out there being dominant and destroying people? I, I have no idea. I mean, maybe, He's nowhere maybe to be found. Just... 
separated from him. Nowhere to be yeah. found. The Butler gimmick is stupid. Um, Ari Davari just is losing consistently. Sunny Kiss isn't really adding anything spectacular to that stable. I feel like the Trustbuster, where Slim J is all but gone at this point. Like, um, Trustbusters definitely fell pretty quick. Ari Davari, yeah, he deserves to be double down. Let's leave it at that. Double down, double down Ari Davari. And then coming up this Ari week, Davari. I'm going with Jamie Hayter. Where's she? Yeah, at? I'm not sure because I've got the list open. But okay. She's not- We're going to send Jamie Hayter up in the burial ground this week because she did pick up the victory over Sky Blue in a, in a pretty entertaining match. I, I did enjoy that match. And I feel like it's her time to shine, right? She's got the, uh, the big singles match at full gear. Hopefully she walks away with the title. She's on the rise. Let's go with Jamie Hayter up this week yeah you put her up in episode 97 so she's okay, now it's been up, a minute up. it's been a minute yeah good. She's i'm happy up, with up. that okay so that's your burial ground this week ari davari down jamie hater up but sev i think that's going to bring us to the close of the show unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here yeah let's just reiterate come jump in the discord for the pay-per-view yeah, we want to okay. hear your thoughts do yeah. it. we're excited to chat with you make sure you do that but we do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Blood and Destroyers, an all-elite wrestling podcast made possible, of course, by RPGera.com. Want to help us and grow the show? Subscribe and spread the word. Details on ways to do just that can be found in the show notes on whichever podcast app you've chosen to listen to us on. And again, as Sev just mentioned, our Discord server. Links will be in the show notes as well. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this much shorter episode of the podcast this week, a prediction-only episode. We still got to do theme song of the week. And on that previous episode, Sev, you went with, uh, was it called My Way? Jeff Jarrett's theme from Impact that he's now using in AEW. We went with that last time. And this time, I'm actually going as theme song of the week with the girl that you put up last week in the burial ground who had a pretty good showing against Jamie Hayter and a really bouncy theme song. Let's go with Sky Blue. Yeah. So we'll close out with Sky Blue's AEW theme. Now hit the music. (laughs) 